Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics again, and we have another amazing guest. This time we have Fabrizio Aola. He is the writer, creator, artist, letterer. He does it all um, for his comic book. This is Horace H. Hoover um, from Alterna Comics. They are currently on issue two, about to release issue three. Amazing comic book. The art is next level in detail. I um, really enjoyed the first two issues, and I can't wait for you to meet Fabrizio. Amazing artist, amazing talent, and can't wait for him to continue on Horace Hoover and see what else he has up his sleeve in the near future. So sit back, enjoy. Make sure you subscribe and uh, hit that uh, notification bell so you know when we drop new interviews. Without further ado, here is Fabrizio and I. Thank you, everyone. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we have an amazing guest, Fabrizio Aiello. Fabrizio, thank you so much for joining us. Um, man, I really enjoyed um, your current comic book, which I have right here, if nobody's ever seen it from Alterna Comics. Yeah, Horace H. Hoover. Um, I had a blast with it. It's uh, The story is incredible. Um, there's a little bit of, there's a few fight scenes. There's a uh, Kind of a who did it kind of aspect to it the art is incredible and there's comedy too i found myself kind of giggling through it so uh man i, I we certainly want to get into that but fabrizio i would love to understand where this passion for comics started with you sure well thanks for having me i really appreciate it absolutely um, yeah for, my background for comics is a little circuitous i mean i I grew up reading comics i sort of had them around the house before i could start reading my older brothers collected them um so i don't know five or six i was looking at you know comics as soon as i could scrounge together 65 cents and get on my <laughs> bike i was i was collecting at that point and i i took that to a whole other level yeah <laughs> um and it it kind of coincides with drawing I, I feel like for a lot of artists you need that one thing to get you into it and for me it was comic books and and comic strips at the time so I started drawing, you know, anything I could get my hands on. I ruined quite a few comic books using Silly Putty, you know. <laughs> I love it. Hey, just so um, you know, Fabrizio, you're aging yourself with 65 cent comics and Silly Putty. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. but <laughs> I mean, we had a newsstand. I didn't have a comic book shop either. Exactly. So that was that was a whole other thing, too. Um, yeah, so I started drawing comics pretty, I got, I got into art in general, but my primary source was comic books. Um, and then as I got a little older, I, I really got more into illustration type stuff. So more like fantasy, like horror. I was really into like detailed pen and ink drawings, you know, black and white type stuff, fantasy stuff. So I collected comics, but it, it, it seemed too hard for some reason. Like I could, I could sit there and do an illustration for 40 hours, but the idea of, of taking a character and turning them in space and doing panels for some reason, it just, it's not something I could wrap my head around. And this was before YouTube where I, you know, where you had somebody to tell you, like walk you through it. So, but I could definitely do an illustration. So I did that a lot. I ended up going to school for fine arts. Um, and when I was in school, you know, it's primarily like nude study, charcoal drawings, portraits, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I got pretty far away from comics at that point, you know, as far as drawing. I was still reading them and collecting them, of course. Um, 
And then I, I, when I graduated, I had an old friend of mine come over and he said, hey, I wrote a short story for a comic. Would you like to draw it? And I'm like, yeah, why not? I just spent four or five years in art school. Surely I can <laughs> whip that thing out and with no problem at all, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm like, this is just as hard as I remember it being, even with all of the schooling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that was probably like what I call sort of the second second age in uh, image stuff. So like the Michael Turner, like Witchblade era, you know. Oh yeah. Um, so I did like a I think it was like six or eight page short story. It was okay. I got through it, um, but it was just as difficult as I imagined it being. Um, although that did kind of get me back into the, the idea that I could potentially draw. But it was still on the back burner. So fast forward maybe 10 years and I had an, another friend of mine come up. Hey, I wrote a short story. I'm like, sure, I'll give it another crack at it. Another six, eight page short story. And that it I finished it. It worked out OK. I, I could definitely see all of my faults. And for me, like my art had to reach a certain level before I felt confident to like to put it out there. And I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. It probably isn't, you know, but that's the kind of mindset I had. Um, then we fast forward even a little more. I was into 3D modeling mm -hmm. and I sculpted a character, a Horace H. Hoover character based on a sketch of mine. And people really reacted to the 3D model. Oh, wow. And that really got me thinking. I'm like, oh, this maybe this isn't just like a goofy little thing that I'm doing, you yeah. know, maybe it's something that I can actually, again, put out into the world. Uh, spent a year doing like the first issue, really kind of feeling out the style, the coloring, the lettering, because I'm doing everything on it. Um, and after I got the first issue done, then I sent it to Alterna, it got picked up. And it's been a couple of years now. So just finished up issue three and heading into issue four. Nice. So where did this character come from? How did you, I mean, it's very unique. I've never seen anything like that um, before. I mean, his helmet that allows him to see things that other people can't see, um, his understanding. He's he's uh, definitely um, a detective, I think, by nature, right? But he has a unique way of going about it. He has a couple, I don't know if you would call them sidekicks, but he has a couple friends that seem to be part of his clique as he's trying to work through things. Yeah. Like, where did... Uh, where did Horace come from? Like, how did you come up with the the helmet? I mean, it's so unique. It's it's amazing. I love it. You know, sometimes I f I actually forget that it's a vacuum cleaner. Um, <laughs> is that what it came? Is that what like you were looking at a vacuum cleaner? Like that would be an awesome helmet. I think. <laughs> I wish that was a story, but unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> um, no, I was doing these. I was doing these really big, like caricature drawings, like really detailed graphite drawings. And I would start with a, just a, uh, an interesting shape, really mm -hmm. like loose, right? And I had done like a big oval and a, you know, a square. And I, I sat down and I just kind of did a rectangle to start with yeah. on top of a shoulder, a real big, real big uh, rectangle. And then I put the ear really high up. And then I'm like, that's, that's funny. It kind of looks like a vacuum cleaner. And I put another wheel and I'm like, oh, those look like wheels. And then I drew the... <laughs> And I just sat there and I'm like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. And it just kind of made me chuckle. Yeah. Um, and then I set it aside. And the thing is, I was working on some other illustration stuff, but I found myself 
constantly like sketching him, you know, like in the corner of a page or in like in during during a meeting at work, I'm drawing, you know, Horace H. Hoover. And then I just kept picturing scenes. And I'm like, I really should do something with this. I would like sketch out the scene and I'd put it on my wall. Um, And then honestly, after like, I don't know, six or eight months, my walls were just covered in these like (laughs) sketches. It looked like a like the third act in the serial killer movie where they find <laughs> his lair and he's just got these like cutouts and everything. You didn't have like, strings going from each one, did you? <laughs> exactly. Like it was a, a bullseye or something. Exactly. Um, yeah. So then I had all of these scenes. And I'm like, I really need to do something with this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, at this point, again, I'm trying to figure out what does it look like? You know, yeah. is it going to be, like more detailed is it going to be looser is it going to be modern or retro and to me i'm a bronze age person and i i always gravitate towards 80s sort of comic yeah. books so i'm like well i definitely want to i'm aiming for that so i did i did seven essentially they're like fake images for okay. pages mm-hmm. you know and I would go through the whole process of drawing, inking, writing, doing the dialogue. And I posted them on Instagram just to like figure out what does Horace even sound like, you know? Yeah. So I would do these seven pages. If I can do these seven pages, then maybe I'll do a short story and a 10 page short story. If I can do a 10 page st- short story, then I can do a 16 page story. Yeah. So it sort of, I went from there, but that's, yeah, it was, it was by accident, you know? <laughs> Well, since you mentioned vacuum cleaner, does that have anything to do with his last name being Hoover then? It does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kind of a little play on. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, We will will get to his origin story in the ongoing series. Um, And that's one of those scenes like from the very (laughs) beginning that I had in my head very clearly. But I'm like, I I don't want to do it too early. I really want to build up to it like to, to, to get to that. Will we ever see what he looks like or no? We won't. I don't think. Like in my yeah. head, we'll never see his face. Um, he does. There will be like a. I don't a want point. you to have to give anything away. No, I know. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> but I, I, I do have something in mind where there will be potentially like a, a conflict where does he keep it on or take it off? But I don't think we'll actually see what's underneath. Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely a Mandalorian, it sounds like. The helmet cannot yeah. come off, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it would ruin something. Yeah. No, I, I think having that kind of mystique about him is really cool. And uh, I think it just draws out more of the story of who is this guy? Where did he come from? And why does he have this special skill set <laughs> that is very unique? And then the timing that it takes place, right, in the 20s, um, even the environment around him is really cool. So I love it. You had a scene, I don't know if it was issue one or two, and actually it was in a couple, both issues, I believe, where he's standing there and the detail on his mask of what he was looking at, right? Because we're seeing him, um, but we don't know what he's looking at. And you did, like, when I tell you the detail was incredible, I saw on his face what he was looking at. And it was just the other side of the bedroom, but there was detail in what the side of, oh. when he's talking to the young girl, it's issue one. Yes. And he's in the bedroom and she's explaining what's going on. And he's looking around. That was incredible. (laughs) That is like next level detail, my friend. Thank you. His mask and the the glass was actually, it took some time to figure that out because 
I'm like, well, I can't do detailed reflections for every shot. Right. That that's that's impossible. And I don't want it to look like Rorschach where it yeah. it almost is like alive. I didn't want to do that. So I'm trying to really like play the like when I really want to show the reflection, then I do because it it means something or there's a there's a reason for it. So right, yeah. No, it was beautiful. I mean it was incredible. Thank you. I enjoyed that a lot. I always look for those little things. I'm like, wow, that's like incredible detail. Yeah, each each issue so far has really sort of upped the detail and upped like I mean, unfortunately, it's taken longer to do each each yeah. issue. <laughs> By the time we get to issue like four, it'll be 2028, 20, my friend, if you do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I I mean, I'm still I'm playing around with some things yeah. as far as style. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of letting, I'm letting it breathe, which I, I think for, especially for a mini series, you mm -hmm. know, before I get into the ongoing, I'm right. kind of playing around with pacing and, and colors and, and all of these things that, you know, will be solid by issue one of the ongoing, but. Nice. No, it's, it's awesome. I, we were talking a little bit before we started recording um, the detail work um, in issue one and two, reminded me a little bit of the artist Jorge Jimenez, which you and I talked is like at the top of his game, right? When it comes to artists and comic book. And I think that one of the reasons why he is so popular is because when you do read Batman or Catwoman, the detail that he's able to do is just incredible. And when I read issue one and two, I had that same feeling of detail in your art. I mean, it's very good. <laughs> You're really good. The story was good, but like, uh, you know, I, I get to meet a lot of artists and everyone has a style and they're all amazing in their own. But when you when I can look at it and then it reminds me of another artist that's that top tier. I have to tell you, Fabrizio, I was so impressed by your art. Wow. I, that's how I, I didn't enjoy the story because the story was incredible, <laughs> too. But man, the art is next level, my friend. Thank you. I mean, that that is really high praise. I I mean, I spent a lot of time sort of doing a deep dive in every aspect before mm -hmm. I, I, I dipped my toe in the water and, you know, whether it's anatomy and perspective and all of that stuff, I, I maybe went overboard a little bit, you know, no, not at all, um, not at all. It's a treat to be quite honest, to be able to see that kind of art. Yeah. Backgrounds I find are still kind of rare in, in comics. And I, I try to, like there's a few like if you have an action scene you usually don't want to have a lot of background cuz it that yeah. actually clutters it up but there's definitely times where a background is needed um and I whenever I think well can I can I skimp on the background and every time I'm like darn it I can't nope. I like <laughs> I got to draw those thousand so. books I mean they're speaking of detail right they're in issue 2 and we don't want to give too much away because people need to get out there and purchase this comic book. But there is a scene where he goes to the library and the detail, to your point, the background as he walks into that one portion of the library on the third floor, incredible detail work. I mean, I want to, it's almost like, where's Waldo? I want to go back and see different things that I might have missed because there is a lot of detail in it. And to your point, I mean, the detail obviously should change panel by panel, depending on where you want the reader to focus. Um, but man, I just looking at this, which I assume came with maybe a Kickstarter or something. I don't know what that character's name is at the bottom that was part of the library, because I don't think it said his name. Am I correct? 
It should have said it, I think, the very last page or something. Oh, maybe I page. missed it's, it. I apologize. No, but it's okay. He's it's incredible, the, the detail. <laughs> I, mean, I, I felt like I could almost read one of those books hanging off of him. Thank you. Yeah, that's the book bug. And oh, the book bug. Okay, I'm sorry. The book bug, yeah. Um, <laughs> so as far as the detail, the thing I, I, I really try to do, I add as many Easter eggs as humanly possible. Um, now... I, I also do a mix of real and sort of fake, you know? Wow. So if I'm doing a language on a, a scroll or something, it's really 50, 50. That could be from some like old occult book I have, or like, oh, wow. uh, you know, something I find online. Some of those books, like there's a, a specific book that the book bug uses is a real book. No um, way. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I gotta I go back, man. <laughs> Um, so if you look at that design and the funny thing is I have to, I have to make sure I write this stuff down because sometimes I forget, I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> right. I, I put that little detail here. Yeah. So I love Easter eggs as a reader. So oh, I yeah. try to do that as much as possible. Now, now I have to go back and, and look for everything. Um, <laughs> I think it, it is fun, right? It, it brings yeah. another element to the story that uh, I don't think most comic books provide. So, um, that's enjoyable. What about slurp? Is is that language also something real or is that made up? Is do, I need speaking. To, do I need to research this? <laughs> he is speaking. So uh, there's a particular font. And if you figure out the font, you could translate what Slurp is saying. <laughs> Man, you're going to yeah. make us work for all this. I love it. <laughs> uh, I had considered maybe someday to do like a, an augmented reality app. Yeah, we'll just translate Slurp's oh. language. <laughs> that would be awesome. Almost like a decoder ring or something. I thought that would be a lot of fun. So yeah, I remember growing up, there were like uh, some of those where it came with like a little eyeglass thing and it was like a green color and you put it over and you could see what the words really meant. Yeah, that would we'll be a see. lot of fun. That's old school, too. That's 80s right there. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll see if I can if I can fit that in sometime. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as the story, right, did... Horace Hoover come first or did you have this story and you created Hoover to to enter into that story and be the main character what came first for you it was definitely the character uh -huh. um but the character sort of appeared almost like whole cloth it's hard to explain it yeah you know once I did the first drawing of Horace where he sort of leaned back with his hand on his hip like his character kind of emerged and from the character, all of a sudden, these scenes popped up. So it was definitely the character first and then the story around it. But it really, and I, I it sounds trite and cliche, it, it kind of wrote itself, you know. Um, sure. But sometimes when you have one thing that is really easy and, and, yeah. and everything else becomes easier because of it. And, and then I could tie these scenes together, you know, once yeah. I have the character. As far as, as his story, um, just to kind of talk about his his origins and stuff, the, the miniseries really is sort of just kind of lays the groundwork. Mm -hmm. it, I wanted to get people used to the world, used to him as a character, his language, how he speaks in his very like Horace kind of way. Yep. Uh, I introduced Max and Slurp. Yeah. And I, I want to introduce that first in the miniseries because I think it would have been a little too much if I just threw a bunch of weird stuff in issue one. Like, <laughs> so that that was the whole idea. But as far as his story, 
there's the mini series chunk and then there's the ongoing um and i think i have something like six or 12 issue arc oh, kind wow. of planned out for him okay and it definitely gets it expands it gets pretty big um yeah. but i don't think overly complex so we'll start with a four-part mini series and then after the four-part miniseries, we'll go into like a six or a larger um, series? It's a five-issue miniseries. Oh, it's a five. I'm sorry. Five-issue yep. miniseries. It's yep. a five-issue miniseries. And then it's ongoing, you know, it, it but it there'll be arcs, but it won't be numbered. So, gotcha. you know, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, roughly four to six issues for like one arc and then another yeah. six issues after that. That's awesome, man. So cool. So why um, was the 1920s the period that you chose for Horace? Why is that important to the story? I, I mean, I love New York sort of in a, at a different times. Yeah. But the 20s, I mean, man, it, there's that whole sort of mystic era. There's tarot cards and seances yeah. <laughs> and Houdini and Aleister Crowley. It's just a really great time period. For sure, yeah. Um, like the machinery, not that Horace H. Hoover is steampunk per se, but there is, right. like he does make some gadgets and there is like wow. that sort of aspect to it. So there's a sure. lot of interesting stuff going on at that time in New York that I can leverage. Mm. Um, it's just a cool time period. I love like, I love the outfits. I love the costumes. And it just, anytime I thought of him, especially with the language, yeah, it seemed to fit there more, more than anywhere else, even though it still even might be a little out of place there, you know, but yeah. yeah. Um, it seemed to fit. The, yeah. 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 And you got like gangster era and <laughs> like prohibition roughly around there. I mean, there's just a, a lot of things you can play with, you know, That's true. Yeah. in new york let alone the pocket universes that he'll be traveling to and all of the the other paranormal stuff yeah so cool <laughs> so we we got just a quick mention of his wife in issue yes. one will she play any role down the road or was that just the issue one type thing she will okay um, yeah in issue three we see her oh, okay so she has she has a part in issue three she she is important to the story, like overall theme. And I, and I don't, you know, I don't want to say this, the story is about Horace and his wife, but right. there is like some heart to the story, you know, right. and there will be certain points where she comes into play and their relationship mm -hmm. and how that plays out is going to be important to the story. Because I don't want I don't want people to think it's just kind of, kind of goofy, weird Horace, you know, there's going to be some serious stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's still with Horace. So even if the scenario might be serious, it's still going to have his attitude in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited to get to her part and their interaction because that will be, that'll be kind of a way for the, the reader to see how everybody else views Horace. So mm. we can see how, if he goes to a strange land, how they react to him. We can see Max and Slurp, they know him. But as far as a, just a normal, regular person, mm -hmm. how would they react to somebody who wears a vacuum cleaner on their head? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's so funny, man. I can't stop thinking about that. Uh, and the naming the Hoover. I love it. I love it. So as far as um, writing 
you uh, you do the penciling, you do the lettering, you do the coloring. I assume too the colors. Yeah, that you do. everything. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of doing it all. I, I guess you did have a little bit of experience on two different uh, occasions that you mentioned earlier in our conversation, where you were doing art on behalf of someone else's story. Um, so although it might not have been a long run, you still have that experience. Out of the two, which do you do you have enough experience, do you think, to be able to define whether one is harder than the other, like working for someone else's story and then having to create panels that align with their story? Or is it much easier for you to do it all? That way, you know, the panel is going to align with the like I have an idea, but I, I have never done both. Right. Yeah. I think it comes down to like a, a vision. Mm -hmm. And if you if you have a like a clear vision of what the the ultimate goal is, yeah, then it's far easier to, to do everything. Cause what I can do is I can look at every panel and say, okay, in this particular panel, the the dialogue is actually more important. Well, mm. no, actually the facial expression is more important. Yeah, yeah. sometimes the color and I use color in a really specific way is mm -hmm. actually is important. It, you, I can, you can tell a story with color. Yeah. So having all of those tools at my disposal, I can really pop forward with, with nuance, you know, wherever I need to. So to me, it, I think it would be pretty difficult to, to draw and have somebody else write it. I'm not saying it's impossible, Yeah. But man, our visions would really have to align, I think. Uh, for the foreseeable future, I will do all everything that I can, I think. And, and including the lettering, at first I said, okay, that's the one thing that I can give to somebody else, right? I don't right, need yeah. to do the lettering. But then I got into it and I'm like, I'm I'm changing the dialogue while I'm doing the lettering sometimes. It's that it gets down to the wire sometimes on that. So I'm like, you know what? I can't even hand that over, which is tough. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work for one person, but sure, yeah. um, as long as I can produce it, then I'm, I'm okay doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. So on average, if you were going to do a page, are you laying out the art first then going back and then adding, adding the lettering or are you doing a page doing the lettering? Like you're done with that page and you move on to the next one. So I start as far as the writing, I will do start with the outline yeah. and then I will do a first draft, including dialogue. And this okay. is absolutely going to get trashed half, you know, but I just, you just get the first draft out, have it aligned to the, to the outline. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I can start to do the thumbnails and figure out how many pages, you know, what kind of scenes do I need to go back and revise? Um, I do all of the pencils first, then I go back and do all of the inks all of the colors, and then I do all the letters. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. So I, I do it in layers. I've considered maybe changing that up for mm -hmm. issue five, but we'll see. Um, yeah. This seems to be working well. But I mean, I, I think being aware of your process is just as important as the process. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. So I'm constantly like observing what I'm doing, what's working, what's not, you know, can I save time? Is this, you know, so... I have nothing against switching things up if I think it'll potentially help, but currently that's how I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it seems like a lot of work. Um, how long is one issue take then? I had estimated somewhere between like three and four months originally, but that was, that was issue one, which is a little more, it doesn't have as much detail. Um, 
I'll use issue three as an example. Issue three, I started to experiment with pacing a bit more. Mm -hmm. So I have, I think, three splash pages, but I also have some pages with 12 panels on them. Oh, wow. So I'm trying to really experiment with that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that actually is taking a bit more time. Like I said, I'm letting, I'm letting a, enough time for experimentation going into each issue. But if I had to say three to five months right now, yeah. I, I think I could shave that down if if I really if I went for a simpler style. But I'm not ready to do that just yet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I like when I've seen the first two issues, I want to change a thing, to be honest. <laughs> but I know it's a lot of work for you. But yeah. as a reader and a fan of comic books, it's very pleasing to have that kind of detail. Um, although we, after talking to you and I assumed when I was reading, like this must took forever to have this kind of detail. Um, and then when I read that you did it all, I'm like, man, that's a lot of work. I feel like your process is very similar to how comics are done. If, if you have four or five people working on it. So I, I don't feel like you're doing anything different. You're just doing it all by yourself, which <laughs> is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. As far as the detail, the thing is also subject matter. And to me, yeah, Horus when I when I picture the world, it's rich in on different levels. So it's it's rich in the the language. It's rich yeah. in the texture. It's rich in old books and the mysteries and and so if I was doing a different kind of story, which I have some other ideas in my yeah. head, I can see different styles. You sure. know, so it's it's not like, but for me, this is how this world has to look. Um, and I could potentially play around with if he goes into a pocket universe, yeah. I could I could sure. play around with a different style. Absolutely. But when it comes to Horus, you know, all of the little details, it, the texture is is part of the story. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So where are we at as far as issue three? It's not available yet, right? It's not available. Okay. It is finished. Um, the current alternate campaign, which yep. is the spring, it's not on that, and then in the Summer is the King Cryptid, so I believe issue three will be on the fall. Okay. But that might change depending on some things. So yeah. I started issue four just a few days ago. So I'm just going to continue gotcha. getting the issues yeah. done, and then we'll see where they fit in the schedule with Alterna. That's awesome, yeah. The other thing, too, is I'm trying to produce artwork, like ancillary artwork okay. to share. Because to yeah. me, you know, having – you might have to wait – five to six months to get an issue i like yeah. to to do other other sorts of illustrations and and artwork that add to the story yeah. or potentially yeah. i just finished a drawing that i posted on twitter which i'll be posting the the finished colors and again it's it's horace in his his study and mm -hmm. you could spend a lot of time looking at the detail and i don't again it's not arbitrary stuff there's a lot of Easter eggs in there. And people, <laughs> you know, so I, I'm trying to with in between issues to like add to the story and yeah. as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how long have you had this story? Um, and how far out is the story already done in your head? Or do you already have it written? Like, are you already on that next arc that you were talking about after this five part series from a story standpoint? Issue four is written. Issue five is outlined. Mm -hmm. But but I 
they're pretty much done sort of in my head right uh, as, as far as the stories and and the characters and what i'll be achieving in those stories mm-hmm. the the ongoing i just have it outlined and i have some pivotal scenes and that's kind of what i'm how i'm trying to figure out that yeah. i actually don't want to think too far ahead because that actually can be a problem sure. you know yeah. if i'm so excited about issue four and the ongoing and i'm working on issue five in the miniseries it yeah. just like the excitement isn't there so i really i like to have an idea of where i'm going because i don't i want to mm. know where i'm going i don't want to write myself into a corner right. or just drop the ball and not have an ending to something so i want to make sure i know all of the answers to everything <laughs> but i don't want to get too far ahead because sitting down and doing concept art for an issue is a lot of fun as a creator so the best thing to do really is have that nugget of an idea right create the concept art and then immediately go into drawing it because it's all fresh it's like the energy is there so that's what i try to do um i'm not saying that's the right thing to do no (laughs) that's my approach yeah I, i think it's different by creator when it comes to pacing as far as issues and stuff, unless you're working for a company where you have to have a monthly, then they're working, you know, four, five issues out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at Alterna, right. There is that ability to, it seems to be to take your time and to launch during one of those, you know, seasonal events on the Indiegogo. So it seems to work out and you're at the perfect place for the type of comic that you're doing, which I, and I love Alterna. I, I got so many Alterna comics. I'm, I love the, the simplicity. I love the paper that's being used. It brings back a lot of that eighties feel to it. And obviously the price point, how do you beat that price point to have that kind of quality at that price point? It's ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's been, when I first, when I finished the first issue, I, I sort of, I hadn't considered publishers or anything like that. Cause I wanted to focus on finishing it. And I knew if I, I thought too far ahead, you know, I would, I would never get there. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make the comic that I want to make. And then I'll, I'll look at publishers and I hadn't looked at publishers in in a while. Um, And this was 2019 and we'll see who's out there. And I kind of went down this list. I'm like, Oh, let me, let me check Alterna. And then I read that they were doing newsprint. I'm like, that's all I needed to hear. (laughs) I mean, they have, great titles but that was the first thing that perked my ears i'm like newsprint yeah have my book on newsprint would be a dream come true (laughs) um and then i ordered some books and i read it and and like you said the priority really is on quality and we just we want to make the best books we can we can't potentially do monthly books um but we we just want to the focus and the priority is on quality and pete's really great about letting us do that Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah. No, he's he's been amazing. We've had him on the show. I love everything that's happened um, with Alterna and I'm just a big fan. So uh, I'm glad that I was able to read uh, Horace Hoover because it is a fun read. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been very enjoyable. If anybody's out there and hasn't um, read it yet, you're making a mistake. Maybe you didn't know, but get to alternacomics.com. But also they could follow you I think it's right here, hhoover.com, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Yep. Um, right here on this. And there's all kinds of cool stuff. So I was on your website and there's links to your YouTube page, your Instagram and Twitter page. There's links to interviews that you've done. Obviously, yeah. 
if somebody wants a, a, a Hoover t-shirt and hat, there's all that kind of cool stuff there too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed kind of digging. And like I said, your YouTube page, if there's a, a person out there that's thinking about creating their own comic book, um, there's a lot of really good content that you put out there, Fabrizio, that really kind of walks through at least your process. If someone has that kind of a talent where they can do all five things at once. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I, yeah, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm trying to push the YouTube channel because after doing the books, you can't help but realize, okay, this is how I approached it. It might help somebody. So I might as well let them know. Yeah, no, I, I think it's very, very good. I mean, I, I've dabbled in art. I love drawing. I just, I don't have that skill set to be able to do panels and the different expressions of the same character. I could take a character and draw it, but it's another level when you're getting their facial expressions right, you know, making sure that the, the head doesn't look weird on the body, that type of stuff, <laughs> the anatomy. So I just, I'm, I fail at that, but uh, I could certainly copy somebody else's work and and make it look decent enough to get by, but never for a comic book. So I'm always just amazed when I, I meet someone who has that kind of skill set. It's it's incredible because it's it is rare, um, and uh, that's why there's a lot of creators out there that have amazing stories, but they usually have an artist that helps them out because it's a different skill set for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty unique, and it it took me a while to get around to it. Um, yeah. But all those other things helped, you know, yeah. my illustration, pen and ink stuff, the charcoal drawings, the anatomy studies, all of that stuff sort of came back and helped me create this. Which it was good to know, you know, that that wasn't wasted time doing X, Y, or Z. For sure, for sure. I mean, we could definitely see it in your artwork and your storytelling. What else is uh, going on with you, Fabrizio, right? We have this comic book. Are you doing anything else outside of the comic book that fans could follow you and watch you do? I know you mentioned YouTube. I know you're doing some art. Do you do commissions as well or not right now? I don't do commissions. Mm -hmm. um, I do, I mean, th there's the comic book and most things are going to be horror uh, H. Hoover related. Yep. I do 3D sculpting, so I'm going to do a little bit more of that you know, maybe on the side in between books. Yeah, I, I don't do commissions just because I don't have time. For sure. I, yeah. But I do do the alternate art auctions. Oh, so okay. yeah. I do sketch cards. That's kind of like as far as I go. It's doable. They're small. So they're affordable for people. Um, I really enjoy doing the sketch cards. They actually, the sketch cards help draw the comic book. You know, you yeah. get used to drawing small things and then that really helps. So I... I look at it as all feeding into the same to the same beast. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there was yeah. one last night, um, and Frankie B was on there doing sketch cards. An alternative option. Oh, was it yeah. Saturday? Saturday. Yep. Wow, I was way off. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. I actually, uh, I had a a resin model kit prototype. Oh wow! Um, that uh, I was able to auction off, which was a lot of fun. So I'm nice. having a, a model done for that. So a little five inch horse H Hoover that people will be so able cool. to buy eventually. That's so cool. How long does it take you to do a sculptor like that? Um, it depends on it depends on the actual model. Um, yeah. For this one, I wanted to keep it a little simple because the smaller you get, you can't have like fragile little pieces off of it. So it's a little easier. It doesn't take a ton of time, maybe a week. Okay. A week. Yeah. 
And so I'll be doing those, like I said, maybe in between issues on and off um, for Horace H. Hoover and maybe some, for some other titles at Alterna, which would be really interesting. Well, that'd be really cool. Um, yeah. So look, look for YouTube on that. That that'll be, that'll be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. So let, let's kind of walk through how people could follow you um, on Twitter. It's just first and last name, correct? It's at Fabrizio artist. Okay. At Fabrizio artist. And then Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, it's Fabrizio dot um, Aiello dot art. If, yep. Is that correct? Okay. Yep, that's right. So we'll put those in the comments too. Cause, uh, I think people should follow you. And then on YouTube, it's just first and last name, right? Um, yeah. If you search for Retail Aiello, it'll, it'll come up. It's it'll at unhallowed up. art, but. Unhallowed art? Yep. Okay. Very good. I, that's awesome. Um, because yeah, that is a real fun page to watch you uh, in Thank action. You. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Anything else that we're missing, Fabrizio? Um, I know you said possibly the fall um, as far as the Indiegogo campaign that Alterna does for everybody under the alternative label, right? Whatever's available at that time. Yep. Um, that's when you want to get in on those Indiegogos. And there's always a lot of fun th additions. Usually it's their trading card line. They'll put two or three of those in there of the comics um, yep. that are part of that uh, campaign. So we should be looking hopefully in the fall, possibly for issue three, correct? Yep. Yep. And I, again, I'll plan on posting a lot of like intermediary stuff you know, so things that will feed into the story. So if you liked issue one, you know, go to my Twitter, you might see something in there that you get more of the story slowly. Yeah. Uh, that way it's not completely, you know, dead in the water for six months. Um, right. Yeah. So check me out on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be posting a lot of fun stuff with Horace and all the other characters, some, some artwork that you'll see later on. I post, you know, yeah. at, in progress stuff. So Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And some of your art you could purchase off your website, if I'm not mistaken, right? Some of the panels that you've done. There's a couple of prints. Oh, a couple uh, of prints. Yeah. Prints. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Signed and everything ready to go. They're not signed, but if somebody's interested in that, I, I would love to do that. Right now, I'm just using a service that gotcha. uh, essentially prints it out and frames it. But I will be posting more stuff on the store. So if people are interested, they can sign up to my newsletter and they'll get, you know, updates on YouTube videos, things in the store, artwork, you know, all of the above. That's so cool. And then obviously you could go to Alterna and purchase uh, issues one and two, I believe are available, right? Yes. One is available to order. Two is on demand. And gotcha. um, yeah. Very good. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate meeting you. Um, it's been a lot of fun, Fabrizio. You made me a fan of your comic book. Um, so I appreciate that too. I can't wait for issue three. I powered through, uh, the first two issues very quickly. I was like, wow, this is a lot. This is amazing, man. And then obviously enthralled by your art. Um, but the story is so awesome. The time frame in which the story takes place in the twenties, is a lot of fun as well. Um, to your point, the language that he uses, um, allows you to kind of enter into that time frame. Um, I'm gonna have to have a dictionary next to me on a couple <laughs> of the words to be quite honest, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I love the side. I don't know if you call them sidekicks, but his two yeah. friends that are helping him, um, were awesome. Um, I certainly love slurp and I got to dig in to figure out what, uh, font you use. So that way I could <laughs> go into and dig out what he's saying, because he says a lot to be quite honest. <laughs> he does. He does say some stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like watching Groot, right. And, 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone seems to know what Groot's saying except for the audience. <laughs> so at least you put it out there for us to kind of figure out. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's funny. Slurp seems to be a bit of a favorite, which I wasn't expecting, but... Uh... Sometimes it works out. And then was it Max yeah. was the other guy? Max, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Max is pretty cool too, right? He looks like he could be a brute if he wanted to. He's definitely yeah. a very stocky individual. Um, yeah. But yeah, He's... Slurp, I think it's the, the unknown about him that probably is causing that. Um, same with Horace, right? There's so much we don't know about him. But he's so vocal, we we kind of are starting to grow an attachment to him. But Slurp is just out there, man. We know he's there. We don't know what he's saying. So I think it forces you to want to dig in more, and that might be a little bit of driving that. Yeah, that makes me happy because I, I, I like the idea of, you know, Horace is a detective. He's solving mysteries. Yeah. So as the reader, I'm, I want to be as sort of mysterious, not not just to leave things un, unsaid, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like there are things to figure out along with Horace. So that I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, sometimes the unknown is a a great driver of the story, though. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that, Fabrizio. I think yeah, for sure. that creates some of that, you know, awe, like, ah. Gotta, yeah, gotta sometimes we get out. handed things a little too too easily now. So sure. it's nice to, to obscure yeah. things a little bit. Make, make the audience work for it a little bit. I think that's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, Fabrizio, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our time together. Would love to do it again as we get closer to the Indiegogo. I know we were talking with Pete to do something just to get the message out there for all the different campaigns. I mean, if you love comic books um, and you love great stories with amazing art, um, here's an example from Alterna of some amazing stuff. And the price point is right. You get a lot of bang for your buck. And uh, that's what I found out very quickly by becoming an Alterna fan. So um, I appreciate you, Fabrizio, for coming on. And if there's anything we could ever do for you, please let us know. We'll put your information in the comment section um, once this post. And uh, yeah, thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a great rest of your week and we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.